It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 71 of Pop Culture Crisis. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Uncle Sam. And Brett wouldn't let me do the intro because today is National <laughs> Women's Day and he said men first. I said nothing of the sort, but unfortunately, if you had thought ahead, this will come out the day after International <laughs> Women's Day, so technically it wouldn't even make any sense. So this is really your fault and not mine for not thinking of it yesterday. Well, this I didn't just know the patriarchy a... has ruled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. by the way, the, the voice you just heard is that of our guest host today. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com, and I was wished a happy International Women's Day by our contractor here on site. That Hi. is um, that is where this discussion came from. I, I mm-hmm. We had about 15-minute discussion before the show uh, getting started where they were just talking about International Women's Day. I didn't even know it's a real day. It's, it's, I thought it was a month. I just like I know it's it like Women's History Month or something. It's women's History, but like Month. I never think of this day ever, and to have been suddenly wished it by like a burly working man, you want to be like, what's happened? Do we? I feel like I should celebrate it now, just for you. Uh, no, no, we, I don't believe in it really. But we can just throw it away. I don't need it. Uh, so uh, every time these things come up, something I, I'm I, a guy will say something that will get them in trouble. Uh, why why don't we get Rest a month? Quite a few, to be we, fair. We don't morning. we don't get a month. Uh, and then this is yeah, like when you you're, It's like when your parents uh, when you're like uh, when your mom and dad have Father's Day and Mother's Day, and they're and you're like when's Kids Day, and they're like every day is Kids Day. Well, men get Father's Day. But we don't Rex get a month. Not a father yet, so you don't know that we don't get a month, though. I don't want a month. I don't either. I don't I... want this. The thing is, if you are have enough self esteem, every month is your month, right? Exactly. And so who cares if? And like, also, do you want the international governing organization of culture to say, "And today is your special day"? No, I'm against it. Well, your special day is your birthday if you're that special. Uh, actually, I've been having this discussion with uh, Nick uh, recently. Birthday. Great. Birth week, people who celebrate, it's my birthday week, I will give you a little bit of leeway. Anybody who says it's their birthday month is vapid and deserves to be just banished from social media and any other thing that makes you think you're important enough to have a birthday. Yeah, I feel like I totally agree with you. I, no one ever that I know of, and if you do this, excellent, but Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone who's like, it's my birthday month, I'm going to do a lot of nice acts for other people because Mm -hmm. i'm grateful that i'm alive like it's always sort of an extended celebration of just one person which i don't really get behind i think it's definitely cool to like mark your birthday and to celebrate like the birthdays of people you care about Mm -hmm. i mean i am actually pro i think that there are there are a lot of looking for reasons to celebrate right there are a lot of difficulties in life and like any reason to celebrate like you or someone in your life you should do it Mm -hmm. but like let's not be conceited about it exactly oh by the way um it's international i want to wish you guys a happy international women's day (laughs) miracle just attacked got attacked by her mic it's off to a rough start international women's day I, I rigged that microphone to attack Miracle. Good. <laughs> keeping her in her place. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. that's the most important International Women's Day lesson. 
Man, I'm so glad this segment doesn't end up on YouTube. Brad has tried to get us to start this podcast for at least 20 minutes now. I, I gave them the time uh, on their special day to, to you he know. He did mansplain International I, Women's Day to us I did for nothing of, five I did, of those minutes. I did nothing of the sort. No, you said that National Women's Day is created by corporate men. Uh, it probably is for the most part. Uh, Good for them. Yeah, exactly. like, we embrace marketing, man. Yep, exactly. So it is what it Do is. Do we get our own flag? I have no idea. No, Do, thanks. No, thanks. Okay. Hearts were for me. Because I know YouTube, they change their logo. Like every time it's like a holiday, they'll change their logo to like a, a YouTube doodle. Like mm -hmm. how like. I, I feel kind of bad now. No, uh, Because I'm looking at my topic list today. None of it has to do with women. Uh, no, I, I feel bad either. now. I, I, well, actually, there was there was something we were going to do with the ACMs uh, mm -hmm. that I ended up changing because I thought there was a better story to tell here. Uh, <laughs> change it away from a story I, about a woman to a story I, about a man. At the time when <laughs> I of International Women's Day. At the time that I did that, I didn't know it was International Women's Day, so I apologize. Wow, you don't even know what International Women's Day is. How, <laughs> All right, so I know. we spent a with long that, time with, trying with to that start. Being, with that yeah. being said, we're just going to uh, jump right into it because we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're no. going to talk about Ian McKellen. We're going to talk about uh, Gotham PD not being a thing anymore. We're going to about the ACMs. We're going to talk about a new uh, Mel Gibson show or movie that I'm extremely excited about, uh, and we're going to we're going to discuss all that. And then Podluck, there's all sorts of stuff. So we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Ready? Set? Yes. Go. Okay. Women. Um, Lord, what? Women. Women. Okay. Well, this is not about that. But <laughs> Lord of the Rings star Ian McKellen rejects the idea that actors must share exact qualities as their characters. We're acting. We're pretending, he says. Now, this is so one of those. That they're pretending. <laughs> this is one of those things where you should file it under duh, but it doesn't because we live in a polarized, ridiculous world now that is uh, creeping slowly towards idiocracy. It says, though the idea of an actor, uh, though the idea that an actor must share the physical, the exact physical and mental qualities as the characters they portray has been growing ever more popular across the Western entertainment industry. Legendary X-Men and Lord of the Rings star Sir Ian McKellen disagrees with that entire notion. McKellen bro broached the topic uh, during a March 3rd published interview with BBC media editor uh, Amal Rajan. Asked by the prolific journalist for his thoughts on the recent outrage against Helen Mirren's casting as the lead in an upcoming biopic about former Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir. Meir? Meir. Meir. Do you know who that is? I, I don't know who that I is. I know the name. I mean, you know. I don't know what she looks like. So oh I'm assuming. I'll find you a picture. Okay. Uh, like, uh, so I'm like, I, I wonder if she looks a lot like um, uh, Helen Mirren. So it says, is this the argument that a Gentile cannot play a Jew? Uh, is this the argument, therefore, that a Jew cannot play a Gentile as a Gentile or Gentile? This is the woman. Oh, yeah. Helen Mirren pulls that out. Would absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. looks like her. Here's a comparison. Yeah. See if you can... photo. So basically, this is wow. Helen Mirren. And I'm going to okay, look I'm it pull, up. Actually, I'm going to pull it up. I'm just going to do it on the fly here because okay. I didn't. Re I missed this part of the interview when I was first. I was focusing on paragraphs farther down. Mm -hmm. So let's see. She kind of yeah. does look like it. If you give her like a nice gray wig, that's like right. frizzy. Yeah. Well, okay. Why are you looking this what up? What was I'm the just... name? Golda? It's yeah, Golda Meyer or Mir. Mir. M E I R. There you go. There you go. I'm just gonna say, like, yeah, while look at this. Guys. We're looking at this. So, like, this argument of like, can someone who is not Jewish play someone who's Jewish, mm -hmm. and then change Jewish to any identitary adjective, mm -hmm. um, comes up a lot. The lead in Marvelous Mrs. Wow. Maisel is, mm -hmm. I think, Catholic. I mean, she's not Jewish, and she yeah. plays a Jewish woman, and people had well, issues with that, mm -hmm. um, especially since Judaism is a central part of that character's mm -hmm. plot line and a lot of the But you're portraying a character. It. You're portraying a character, but this does come up. There's also been, um, who was it? 
uh, Eddie Redman got in trouble. I think he was supposed to yes. play a transgendered character. The same thing happened to Scarlett Johansson. I mean, it happens. It's happened all the time. And there is an argument of like, are you taking away opportunity from someone, especially uh, with the with trans characters like mm -hmm. should that be played by a trans person or should it not be also like where mm -hmm. on the gender spectrum does that person default to qualify for it unpopular opinion for that if you're complaining that they're taking your jobs or like the position for people, i really want to make a taking our gerbs comment right now gerbs um if like they ever like complain about it wanting to supply like i know that sounds like duh but like if you want people who are actually a part of that category when you just like have more that people to apply for that job i think also with these, it doesn't like, matter casting roles this... though mm -hmm. they're like someone is like especially some of these names are really big they carry mm -hmm. weight and they think they're going to drive viewers to see the mute movie yeah. hopefully they're all that's the talented. point yeah. when scarlett johansson was pulled from that movie the movie collapsed and it never got made mm -hmm. right because her box office power was what sh uh, was what was going to draw names inwards to see the story mm -hmm. so you have to decide is the story you're trying to tell more important than what I believe to be an unimportant part of authenticity, which mm -hmm. is you're portraying a character. It's not who you are in the real world. Guess what? Uh, Ian McKellen also was in Lord of the Rings. He's not a wizard either or yeah. a sorcerer. Well, so similarly offended. with um, the recent adaptation of um, West Side Story, there was a commitment to have Latino and Latin people. No, no, In the Heights is what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. So that has to do specifically, I believe, please don't quote me or wreck me off mm -hmm. for this one, but with the Puerto Rican community in Washington Heights. Mm -hmm. And when they were casting, you know, not necessarily every person who was in it was of puerto rican descent but there was people of latin or latino descent so mm -hmm. like does that count is that okay a and there was a huge there was a huge like discussion over like whether they had actually cheated some people out of jobs or whether mm -hmm. it worked or like things like that and i mm -hmm. think that like ultimately it's a weird place to be in but i kind of like so all, all that to say your comment of this should be categorized under doubt like yeah it feels that way on the other hand we have this conversation we being those people have this conversation mm -hmm. all the time well like, and it is crazy how much gets made out of it mm -hmm. well like how you remember the actor who played sheldon in big bang theory mm -hmm. um jim partisan yeah Parson, yeah parson um basically he said this in an interview they asked him how do you feel about a straight person playing as a gay person he said it doesn't matter to me because if that person can play the role then they should play it, it doesn't matter if they fit that category yeah because if they're a good actor and they can portray that character it should be fine then you right. ask well, them and to in turn that case, around he is a, a gay uh, person no longer play a straight well, person jim parson mm -hmm. is a gay man who for several yeah. seasons successfully played neil a patrick character. harris yeah played exactly. one of the straightest I, characters of all time mm -hmm. so, i think the problem we i think people are less upset about that and they get more agitated about uh like again gender identity like mm -hmm. tr transgender issues and mm -hmm. ethnic identity well like you know that um actor who played as newt um from fantastic beasts the eddie the, redmond yeah i forgot what his eddie redmayne yeah thank you basically he played as a trans woman and like yeah i think i just mansplained for I, you yeah thank you i always say eddie redmond mm -hmm. because that's just like how my it's like british willem family it's like willem defoe i always say william even though i know it's willem because yeah. i screwed up mm -hmm. Uh, but it, I was thinking about this because, like, uh, I almost brought this topic up with Dane because I was like, Dane, who who would play if Dane was in a movie? Who plays Dane? Well, can Dane. I play Dane in a movie? I'm not. I hope my you family's don't. not from Puerto Rico. Oh, I'm saying there's somebody who looks exactly like him, but is uh, no offense. You're kind of on the shorter side. 
You're not me. Understood. Okay. Uh, I know. I, mean, but I, like, get um, I think the thing is, like, if. For International Women's Day, I will give you a laugh. <laughs> that was funny. That is his gift to you. That, that yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, can somebody play that? Can, can someone play Dane, who is from, his family's from Puerto Rico? Uh, and in but they're but the person who plays them is not from there because he mm-hmm. looks uh he essentially looks caucasian right? well and he has a lot of like i don't want to out dane but he has told me he has a lot of like french heritage and yeah. stuff too mm-hmm. i mean i think what this comes down <clears throat> to is like are you making a big deal out of something that is intended in a good light like like you said mm-hmm. the story of i don't even know of whatever scarlett johansson was supposed to do like didn't get made yep. so what's your ultimate goal here do you want the this... story to get told i assume and mm-hmm. get spread uh, around so people can take it in mm-hmm. can understand it can hopefully come to understand what the culture is that you're trying to portray understand it a little bit better so it's like they sabotage themselves when they make these movies and they bend the knee to these people who let's face it it's not a large segment of the population it's weirdos on twitter yeah, well, and stuff. I would argue if it's the the argument is like, oh, well, you don't understand the authentic experience of someone who actually has that. But the identity. point is not for them to understand it. The point is for well, the writer and the no, director see, what to I would convey say, a story no, to no, understand. No. It. I, what I would say is like, help them actors often do research on what whoever yeah. they're portraying. So theoretically, mm-hmm. that actor would be called to have a to do time and spend time reflecting on mm-hmm. the experience of those yes. people. I mean, like that's like saying your audience members who are not of these identity groups would also not be able to authentically uh, empathize with that experience. They believe that. They truly believe that. But then it's like, but don't make the story at all then. Because, exactly. Because like, you're never going to get what you want. Exactly. It's circular logic. It, it comes all the way back around and it ends up failing. Uh, and in the end, I don't think it should have anything to do with that. We are in the crossroads of where art meets commerce. Mm-hmm. And you need to find an actor who is not just talented so not just meritocratic in the sense that they're good at their job, mm-hmm. they have to have name recognition that will bring in viewers. Because the whole point of this, whether you want to admit it or not, is to make money, mm-hmm. is to re- have a return on your investment. So what I find funny is that it always comes back to the art in the casting process uh, or, or when they're making the film, but they never t- they're never willing to admit that focusing only on their form, what they believe is authenticity, uh, actually hurts them in the long run if nothing gets made or if nobody re- if it doesn't resonate with people there's a reason why it's called general audiences mm-hmm. right. because you're not supposed to make it for a small group of people who can only understand the the uh, that one person's story it should be about telling a story that's unique that supposedly only someone in your group can understand and finding an actor who can uh, and a writer theoretically the writer was part of that you know if they felt like they needed to tell that story or somebody who uh wants to tell somebody else's story a writer who can convey it well from paper and an actor who can take it from the script page onto camera and a director who can direct him into a performance that can convey a message Mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with what the person looks like what their extraction was it has everything to do with their ability to convey the written word onto screen Mm -hmm. and it just baffles my mind that so much of this argument, it's like they, they shoot themselves in the foot because it just never gets to the production po- process. Yeah. What I would also say is like, it's worth recognizing that we agree with McKellen's analysis of the situation. Like it makes sense to both of us, but he is kind of being made a token gay person in the, you know, a well, token gay actor says it's okay. Remember and fr- uh, when um, it works the other way too. Yeah. I was going to say the snow white thing when P- Peter Dinklage was like, no, you can't have yeah. dwarves cast this movie because that's not fair, even though there's like well, a whole magical also, creatures debate. He was also complaining that um, Snow White, they're planning to change her race to a Latina instead. 
Well, but like specifically for the like magical creatures thing, like they look to him because he is a well-known actor with dwarfism Mm -hmm. and therefore he became the authority and they changed production and then a bunch of other actors with dwarfism that that was uh they they were already planning to change that yeah disney saw the the pitfalls way ahead of time i think it's just worth noting that then other actors with dwarfism came out and said no you're taking our jobs we'd be happy to play this and so Mm -hmm. like you know tomorrow another gay actor may come out and say no i completely agree with with mm-hmm. mr mckellen this is yep. this is wrong but you know ultimately these kinds of debates are impeding the creative process yep. because mm-hmm. we're so afraid to make missteps that we just don't make art this is why art is uh, like commercial art is dying oh, yeah. in the restrictions the fear is why creative why the creative process is dying in the in the corporate space mm-hmm. which could have been seen coming from a mile away, whether it's the religious right in the 90s telling you you can't read Harry Potter because you might become a devil worshiper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's uh, progressivism that's become a form of puritanism because uh, you can't have attractive women because men might find them attractive. You can't have a character that doesn't exactly uh, represent. You can't have an actor that doesn't exactly represent this character. Otherwise, how would they know what to, to convey? But what they fail to realize is that the story goes above and be a story is more than just about being about your immutable characteristics it's about a struggle and struggle is universal mm-hmm. so any actor can convey struggle if they do their job properly but are they is the script good enough that it conveys it is the director good enough that he can get the direct the, he can get an actor to figure out where, what he needs to pull from an actor to get that performance out of them and all of that is so much more complicated than just simply saying you don't look like this you can't play this character mm-hmm. yeah. but there's also I mean they, they talk about here they talk about Helen Mirren they're, they're calling it in Engaging in Jew face. That's what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so part of me, my more, um, the part that wants to, uh, I understand the other side says, okay, I get that. You know, I, I get it. I don't agree with it. But mm-hmm. like that, you know, there is, there was a time when white actors portrayed black characters and that is obviously very stupid and wrong. Mm-hmm. But so then am I looking at it as just surface level? Like now I have to reevaluate my opinions. I still don't, haven't changed my mind but i get where they're coming from yeah yeah i mean i think one of the objections it's not a perfect comparison because blackface uh was seen as ridiculing the yeah menstrual like minstrel shows were seen as ridiculing and like it wasn't just that they were blackface but they were also exaggerated red lips and you know that is not this i i don't think that she's doing the same thing so context matters context matters and and like intention matters yeah right she is portraying a Jewish character. She is not making a caricature of a oh, Jewish person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that is, you know, you can come up with any fun term you want to, but that doesn't make it, you know, exactly the same as what went on during the menstrual shows. And all of this is more in depth than these people want to have. There were also to have like discussions. There were also black minstrel actors who were extremely successful. I mean, we mm-hmm. forget that like, while we have evolved over time and that's good, like there were success success stories even when there were lots of wrongdoings yeah. and in that sense here like I, we don't know that her portrayal of this person it would for any reason be should be considered disrespectful yeah. right so 
I don't know. This is this is just one of those things like this is hard to cover because it like, it requires a more in depth discussion than uh, the 180 characters Twitter gives you where people give their hot takes. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot harder to discuss this and to actually get to some type of uh, understanding, I suppose. So I am always like hesitant to cover this. Yeah, stuff. but well, I think they're important conversations to have. Right, and I think it comes down to and maybe you disagree, but it's like if you don't like the decisions made in the production behind this movie. Don't watch it. Yep. If you don't like a company's value, don't buy their product, that's, and that extends to movie production. Yep, that's the approach I take. If I if if something seems to just be something that I'm like, eh, I don't care if they do it. I just I'm not going to participate. Right. So yeah. That's how I how I see it. So, miracle thoughts. I just don't care anymore. I honestly don't care. Like people complain. I can play you in a movie. You're okay with that? Sure. What if Aquafina plays you in a movie? I just hate her. I know. I hate her as a human being. So you can play her, but not some miracle hates. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. What if I change my name to Aquafina? Eh. No? Eh. What if you change it to Awkward Fina? Awkward Fina. That'd be better. Perfect. Because I really hate it when she wrote an episode for the boys di- uh, Diabolical. Like her whole episode, she literally kissed shit. And I hated that episode. I wanted to throw my remote at the TV. Like That's I It's disgusting. It is. Like that whole episode was gross that's disgusting i hate her as a person okay. she literally made her made me hate her even more all right well perfect i this, i don't this know segment has gotten off to a fantastically positive i don't start. know but like for me if you find like a random asian actor i don't give a damn okay like mm-hmm. i really don't give a damn like it's the same thing with that movie uh memoirs of a geisha mm-hmm. they complain because she was chinese not japanese okay i was gonna say that i was like so would that like does that that would that offend you it you- wouldn't offend me because if they're doing a good job then good for them yep. you did your job yep. your job is to be an actor you're playing make-believe uh, but if just I'm, getting paid if there was a movie about me who is polish and uh and uh croatian do i care if someone with russian from russian extraction was to play me no i yeah I care that i think it like it matters more too like if they're able to correctly portray the person so mm-hmm. like exactly you spoke any polish at all which i don't know that I you do, do but like if you spoke with a slight polish inflection you'd want that person to be able to do that mm-hmm. yeah and like the reason to not hire you know someone else from maybe a different year eastern european country would be like if they can't accurately portray you yeah yeah, yeah. it just depends if they can do the job correctly and again you guys have to remember movies and tv shows it's all make-believe if they can yeah (laughs) oh my goodness like people need to remember these are not like books where like they have to write exactly details of the person this is just a movie and if they get an actor that looks exactly like how golda and helen mirren look then good like now we can portray her story in the movie form i always like the name golda i think that's such a cool name I like Goldar from the original Power Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goldor. Exactly. He's similar, just... similar. Um, yeah. uh, uh, well, we've got, uh, what is it? Cillian Murphy is playing Robert J. Oppenheimer in the new Oppenheimer oh, biopic. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and Cillian Murphy is Irish or Scottish. I have I, no I, clue. I, Murphy, it's got to be Irish, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know, where's where's Robert J. Oppenheimer from? He's from, like, here. Germany? Germany, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? I'll look it up. Yeah, this, uh, but I'm just saying, like, they're not going to be. That's not a one-to-one comparison. So yeah, yeah. It, you need to look at things beyond skin deep. So mm-hmm. yeah. while you look it up, let's start the next topic. I don't know. People just need to stop. Stop what? People just need to shut up and let people just create. Let, I actually, honestly, as simple as that sounds, that's probably like I agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. just let the people create the art and then vote with your wallet. 
especially yeah. since they're creating commercial art. Well, there's so. a famous saying. Oh, I'm wrong. He's born in New York. Okay. okay. I was like, I thought he was from here. Well, um, my friend just told me this fa- uh, famous um, saying with like uh, the U.S. I didn't know the U.S. had this saying, but apparently they said, um, if you want to vote, vote with your wallet. Yeah. That's a saying in the not US. A US saying. Yeah, it's like a he's, worldwide he's the thing. the son of a German immigrant. Okay. Well, like apparently, like apparently that was a saying. I didn't know it that's, was until this morning. That's I mean, that's like a universal truth of of all capitalism mm-hmm. is you vote with your wallet. Yeah, yeah, I think people forget that. And yeah. also like it's hard you have to be disciplined about it because it mm-hmm. means like you can't you shouldn't compromise as much as and people do like i do i i i consume things from like i have disney plus i hate disney as a company but there's shows that we review mm-hmm. uh, uh so i compromise myself in that respect at least i'm aware of it and mm-hmm. i point it out but i know that i'm doing that yeah so. there's a dry spell with disney we're waiting shows. yeah yep i know well that's they're like the cheapest of the services though so i i have mm-hmm. the least uh Combunction about leaving that up there. So, yeah. Speaking of Disney, this has nothing to do with Disney. I was just trying to find a fantastic segue, which I wasn't able Warner to. Warner Brothers. But we're going to go into Warner Brothers and we're going to talk about the Batman Gotham PD series has evolved to become Arkham Haunted House Story. Way cooler sounding. Mm-hmm. Way cooler sounding. Uh, I actually liked the idea of the of the Gotham PD series originally. Like, it's one of those things where the description of it is going to set off some people in certain circles because they're going to think it's like a a defund the police type of uh, story. Story and it kind of is okay, but it it, it, it kind of was. But uh, let's get into it. So it says the Batman director Matt Reeves has said that the spin-off series focused on the Gotham Police Department has evolved into a series focused on Arkham Asylum, compared it to a horror movie or a haunted house story. Way cooler, way cooler. Like mm-hmm. one thing Disney's doing. Not not that I'm a huge fan of Disney. Like they're they're turning like their Marvel shows into like they're going to start giving them different tones. From what I understand, the the one about She Hulk is going to be like a comedy. Like a, a straight comedy about um, her like career or something like that. Well, she's green and she's a lawyer. What's not funny about like, that? But uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I, I'm like I, I like the idea that they're going to not just stick to one genre or make it like one thing that I kind of came to realize when I uh, I was ruminating on the Batman after we did our second review was I think that movie could have benefited from just getting a hard R, mm-hmm. making the violence more. Uh, making it palpable like much more visceral violence show it on screen don't uh don't just uh imply it off screen mm-hmm. more swearing more, like it just because the tone was so dark like it rode the edge of like an r-rated concept okay but was basically it could have very easily been it could have very easily have been i wouldn't have been surprised if it had been shot to be an r-rated movie in certain mm-hmm. places and got cut down in post for to meet censorship guidelines right to make it pg-13 so uh, I, one reason I say this is because a two-hour and fifty-five-minute movie precludes kids almost entirely most of the time. Anyway, because kids don't have the attention, I barely have the attention span to watch a three-hour movie. Yeah, it's serious. Um, like kids are going to be on TikTok by hour two uh, in a movie like that. So if they had just made it like an R-rated movie, I think like it could have f- kind of found itself even mm-hmm. more so. Uh, and I like the idea that they take a different approach with their shows. Like they're, they're saying that the the show about the penguins going to be uh, similar to Scarface. And I mean, that's the elevator pitch. Like it's yeah. going to be like Scarface. Like there's not going to be a scene of him coming down like mm-hmm. a, a big yeah, set yeah. of stairs with a Tommy gun. But it has the tone. Exactly. So it says the spinoff series, which has now been formally, uh, which has not been formally named, was announced in 2020 and was subsequently said to focus on Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon. However, it seems that the plans have changed. Matt Reeves has told, uh, spoke to 
YouTube channel The Cyber Nerds and suggested that the show will now focus on a different part of Gotham's history. The GCPD thing, uh, that story has sort of kind of evolved. We've actually now moved more into the realm of exactly what would happen in the world of Arkham as it relates to coming off of uh, our movie and some of the characters again in their origins, like a horror movie or a haunted house that is Arkham. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good idea because I wanted the one of the original ideas for the Batman movie before Matt Reeves was attached to it was to make a movie about uh, kind of like uh, Escape from Arkham mm-hmm. where Batman has to basically like battle through all the people he's put in Arkham Asylum. I, I think they wouldn't have been able to follow through with that if they wanted to cast Robert Pattinson because that story with that many criminals in Arkham would uh, indicate an older a Batman who'd been doing it longer mm-hmm. and Robert Pattinson just doesn't look old enough to have done that. Sure. Especially with his like 90s Boy, boy band hair mm-hmm. down to here, like parted down the middle. Maybe that's because he's in the nineties. Like I'm picturing him, like uh, listening to NSYNC while he's beating cr- up criminals. That'd be really funny. Bye, bye, bye. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> that was NSYNC, right? I, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, uh, so, that was of that era. I just yes, don't know who it was. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say you're from that era. Uh, yeah, but I like wasn't into. I wasn't doing pop culture at that time. You th- know. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I was in sync. I I have to ask because I'm a guy and I couldn't admit that I liked it even if I did back then. So you know, you but gotta, you, who knows if you did? It's mystery. Could have. Could did I? Did I not? We may never know. Secretly, he has a picture. Just yeah, the, Timber, like yeah. in his closet. Every every. Uh, well, he wears his in sync T-shirt all the time, but I just don't know. That's if that's, that's ironic. That's my not. hipster. Yeah, it's yeah my hip- I don't know what's going on. It's there. hipster. We don't know. So it says again uh, the way that Gotham is a character in the movie. I really want Arkham to exist as a character so that they go into this environment and encounter these characters in a way that feels really fresh. And so in our work in Gotham, the story started to evolve and it started to feel like uh, like we really want to lean into this. It says. Uh, it's not really clear if Reeves is saying that the entire premise of the show has shifted or if this will start a show uh, about policing in Gotham, but with more of a focus on Arkham. Originally, the idea for the show, if I remember correctly, was that it was going to be about like a corrupt cop uh, who's like pulled between like maybe wanting to clean up his act uh, and then just the overall tone of Gotham, which mm-hmm. is just full of corruption. Uh, and then let's see if it's down here I've, on the second article. It says... Um, Oh yeah, so it says the original plan for Gotham P- P- for the Gotham PD series was to take inspiration from Sidney Lumet's uh, Prince of Prince of the City and center the show around a corrupt Gotham cop. The series was set uh, one year before the Batman, uh, as the Gotham police force must reckon with the emergence of the Batman and its own corruption. It wasn't going to be a Batman story; it was going to be about this corrupt cop. Reeves said, and it was going to be about the worst gang in Gotham. How the worst gang in Gotham are the GCPD. Now that sounds very, uh, you know, I, I tend to actually. It's interesting though, because that like the Gotham police force is corrupt in the comic books, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, actually original source material, and it's not an adaptation of political it, commentary. No, it, well, that's what I'm saying. Like one of the reasons I I liked the Batman, despite the certain comments made by characters that I felt were. Uh, too, would date it too heavily mm-hmm. uh, was that it, it dealt with themes like corruption and poverty which are strong uh, storylines in that world. Gotham yeah. has always been a very dirty, very crappy, very corrupt place. Uh, so talking about that stuff isn't woke and it's not any form of political ideology that has to do with today. Those are universal themes for that right. series. But the way it was phrased was very of the day. Like, but even calling it like got like the PD being the most uh, like you know the the biggest gang in the city. That's not that that's even kind of universal because I tend to you know the government has a monopoly on force. You know yeah. that's something that I agree with. So, uh, but I can absolutely see like people who would. Uh, 
the audience that would normally be uh, down for something like this being like, that's very progressive and defund the police and all this stuff. And I don't think that's what that would be. I think that's just, uh, people are just very sensitive to these things now, the way entertainment has shaken out mm -hmm. in the last, shaken a word, shaken's a word, shaken, not stirred. Yeah. Uh, shook. Shook. Uh, so it says, Reeves said the idea was super cool, but they did not like the idea. They just wanted to center the show on a character who was more... Uh, I get it. Alluding to the studio's desire to center the show on a less corrupted protagonist. So Jim Gordon would have been that person would have, you know, Jim Gordon is the, uh, he's the, um, lighted backdrop against the corruption of the city from the police spectrum. Right. Mm. But, uh, Batman is the superhero that contrasts the supervillains. Uh, James Gordon, Jim Gordon is the good cop that, uh, you know, sh is shadowed against all the bad ones right. in the system. So, uh, I don't know if they'd be able to get Jeffrey Wright to do that. He's a pretty in-demand actor, so that's yeah. a pretty big commitment. They got Colin Farrell to commit, I believe, to the Penguin, so that's that says something. Also, most of these, like, we forget that these are not going to be 16 or 22 episode runs like most series are there eight episodes probably yeah. at the most so that's less time commitment but when an actor's in demand there's a lot of money involved there do they want to do they want to do that so well and i wonder if filming like an eight episode series of this capacity feels more like sort of a long movie production yeah and so therefore like although it looks different from the consumer's end on on the production side of things it doesn't it's not as disruptive as you may think mm -hmm. it is have you ever seen that meme that says like do you want to watch a two uh, a two and a half hour movie and it's like no my god i don't have the time to do that it says do you want to watch a 10 hour movie broken up into into 10 one minute one hour episodes I'm in. yeah i've seen that one. i'm in <laughs> Like everyone does that. Like I do that. Like, yeah. uh, at, I mean, for me, mostly like I was talking to Miracle about it. Like when we're like discussing what we're going to watch for the, sh uh, for the show, it's just very hard. Like if it's an eight episode show and it all comes out at once, uh, watching eight hours of something when I've got so much work to do for what will essentially be a 20 minute segment, mm -hmm. it's just not a good like, crazy. time. The, the time commitment is just too great for what we get out of it. So mm -hmm. that's why I've enjoyed reviewing the mu movies. It's a two to three hour commitment for mm -hmm. what ends up being a 30 minute segment. Usually yeah. uh, when we do afterwards, that's it's proportional. That's to proportional. The product, yeah. The, with the shows, it's just like, my God, do I have the, like miracle, the, like, watches the stuff uh, you know she's answering her emails she's doing all that stuff if i'm going to review something i can't do that because i'll get anxiety feeling like i didn't watch enough of it mm -hmm. or pay like there i might miss something crucial and then my analysis will be stupid because i missed some you know some part while i was say. doing something so yeah. i can't do that so it says uh the arkham series is one of two shows that's being spun out of the batman which just topped the box office which we were apparently wrong mm -hmm. it was 134 million dollar opening and some people said 128 million dollar opening uh that does make a difference yeah. uh, in the grand scheme of things so i was surprised by that and they're saying colin farrell's penguin character is getting his own series I, I like that i like colin farrell in that role um i just uh, i think it would be cool to see something from because we saw a lot of arkham at uh in um uh Gotham, right? Yeah. Uh, did they call it Arkham? I don't even remember if they called it. It was called something else. In, they call it because they had Hugo Strange mm -hmm. in there. But it's like Arkham is such a classic part of the Batman lore that it would be very cool to see a show based around that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we will see where that goes. Also, they did confirm that apparently, this isn't connected to the article, yeah. that that was the Joker in that end scene in Arkham, mm -hmm. but it's not like a tease. Like they're saying that he, they might not even do him as a villain. I'm like, then why include it in the movie at all? Like that feels almost like a purposeful misdirect. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you include it if you're not going to I didn't see the film? It, so but, I, I don't know what like, the scene is. They're like, ooh, 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 we tricked you. 
Yeah. Well, they, 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 they include a scene where the Riddler meets the Joker uh, in, in Arkham, and it's like kind of tacked on to the end. Hmm. But it's but it feels like it's one of Marvel's post-credit scenes where it like signals what's going to happen in the future, but it happens just kind of va- like randomly towards the end of the movie. It doesn't really feel like it fits. Hmm. And now they're saying it might not actually lead to anything. What was the point of it? The movie is two hours and fifty. You could have saved like two minutes. Maybe like, they were like, we'll leave it in there, and if they're curious about it, we'll do something with that's, it. But that, if people that, were like, why is this? We'll be like, yeah, yeah we don't know. Right. Who's to say? Reeves was drunk that day. We just did what he said. Well, Mm -hmm. it's just an artistic choice, but it means nothing. Yes. Yeah, well, um, basically, because the Riddler, he's in there, and, like, basically, he's like, you have a friend, and it's me. (laughs) What a strange way to talk to It was, uh, (laughs) exactly. well, well, they're supervillains, you know. They're not going to talk like normal people. I'm not going to talk like normal people. They're not normal people. Mm. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I would love, I mean, the problem with all this is it, 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 it's what happens in these shows is the bat verse or the, you know, the bat family is like the most logical thing to actually turn into a, to its own property because yeah. it's so, it's so vast, but it's going to have very little of actual Batman. It's just mm-hmm. going, it's more like, it's more about Gotham than it is about Batman mm-hmm. himself. So the bat family is, well, as you said, very interesting. They should actually profit into it because there's so many characters they can mess around with, and they leave so many of them alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we like <clears throat> we've still yet to see Damien. Yeah, uh, we've yet to see any of like. No, Damien has been in a lot of. Animations. But I'm saying, like in the movies, animation movies. I'm talking about the live action. Oh, live action, maybe. Well, they have to first get, um, Dick Grayson, and then, um, Jason Todd. Jason Todd, and yep. then. Tim Allen, or no, no, what's his last name? <laughs> Not Tim Allen. Drake. Drake, thank yeah. you. Tim so, Drake, and then um, Damien. Yeah, like so. Well, well, and then if they want to be creative, they can add like the female well, Robins too. I don't know if they would actually do that. Like, I There's, picturing Robert Patton. Like, I guess they'd have to play a different Batman because Robert Pattinson with kids like that age wouldn't make any sense. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Mm, I don't know because like just some uh, really good like hair and makeup, right? They can do that if they can make bit. if they can make Colin Farrell look fat and ugly, then they can make uh, Robert Pattinson look old and uh, fatherlike. Well, no, like possible when he adopted um, Dick, like basically, yes. um, basically he was still young, so maybe like. When but he's he... like year two Batman right now. <laughs> Well, let's well, wait. wait. I guess it would be a couple of years before mm-hmm. it comes out, anyways. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Let's wait. We'll we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. That part of uh, DC lore makes the most sense to try and turn into its own universe rather than what they're doing at the DCEU. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's a lot of characters that they said they still haven't put in film yet, like Hush, Talons, um, Clayface. They ruined Hush on Batwoman. Eh, we don't. Nana. They ruined it. We don't acknowledge it. Yes, we, we pretend that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the this this topic was uh, originally pitched to me as something else. But we're going to talk about the ACMs. Um, and this is about Amazon. And basically, they're like, we're going to try and do streaming stuff now. So the mm-hmm. ACMs are the American Co- the American Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Are, is there like a, a Canadian Country Music Awards? Like, I, I, I figured... Con- there is a fair amount of country music in Canada. Is there? Okay, so there might like, be. When I think of country music, I think of it being synonymous CMT with America. C- country music television. But CMT, yeah. Country music television. I don't know if there's... Anyways, there might be. But I'm for this case, we're talking about... The AMC. Yes. Um, and I actually uh, pitched this to Brett because we have talked a couple times about the function of award show in today's day and age. And I think the American Country Music Awards, even if you're not a country music fan, um, 
does tend to have value with its audience. Yes. And in a way that maybe the SAG awards or different other things that come out of entertainment. It's a very rabid fan. I mean, people who it tends to uh, inspire you to either go one way or the other. You very, you meet very few people who are like, I could take country music or leave it. They either love country music or they think it's the worst thing that ever happened to the world. Sure. Well, I think the AMC Music Awards have not departed from their fan base. ACM. Not Thank AMC. you. Sorry, I'm I'm mixing it up. Um, but the American Country Music Awards haven't left behind their fans the way other entertainment governing bodies have. And they talk. And about they have that the and, trust. Yeah. So, with this, sorry, you want to explain what I'm Amazon saying, did? They, they so it says ratings for the Oscars, the Emmys, and other big award shows have plunged over the another use of plunged where plummeted feels like it would have fit better. Works both ways. I know. Uh, it's personal preference. We, I was telling. Oh no, you you weren't here. Like there, we did an article yesterday with, from the Daily Mail that was like full of like like errors that I just couldn't get past because I have a hard enough time reading anyway. So mm. I'm like reading the errors and stumbling. I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean to this guy. I just feel really dumb making like reading this. And You're like, it's not me though. It's that guy. It's not me. It's you. Mm -hmm. uh, so the uh, the the audience for these award shows has plummeted over the last five years, prompting all sorts of speculation about the future of. Kudo casts? I don't know what that means. Uh, I've never heard Kudo's that. like giving awards. Oh, like... that's clever. Yeah, it's a good word. We should word. start our own one called Kudo Cast. Oh my gosh, nobody take that. That's ours. We're taking but it. We just talk about what happens at, at like working We just compliment each other all yeah. day. We just talk about val that... called Validation Cast. I don't know. That's like our internal staff yes. podcast. Anyways, so Kudo Cast. Some industry insiders have even speculated as to whether the celebrity ceremonies would be better off cutting the cord and shifting to streaming where it would be less pressure to generate big audiences or to make the sort of changes currently causing uh, so much unrest amongst Academy Awards superfans. Uh, that's an oxymoron. Academy Awards superfans? That, okay, it's not a, that can't be a real thing. There can't be some dude who's like, after the Academy Awards, like goes to his calendar and is like 364 no, days. Real, they do. I, yeah, I think there is a... a Maybe not anymore, and it's maybe not all the time, but there worship. were people who, I mean, we've talked about this before, who if, you know, if someone won an Emmy, they were going to see that movie, and it did mean a lot to them if you were to say an, an Oscar award-winning whoever. Like, there are people who really believed in that system. I just think that we have left it behind. I actually yeah. saw it when we were, I was, like, sourcing the articles and picking stuff out today, and I went to, it was a review for something, or, like, it was an announcement of a project. I don't even remember what it was off the top of my head now, but I go down to the comment section, and the first comment said, like, eh, I'll take it. He's like, I'll, I'll wait to see how the critics review it. I'm like, you people still exist who wait for critics to I can admit, what, you know, the world feels bigger now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I didn't know act people. There really that, are people like There that are still. people that are like, I trust these critics to tell me. Like, I don't even trust the people whose reviews I like most of the time. Yeah. Like, I base it on, like, whether my taste has aligned with theirs in the past, not usually based on what they said. Yeah. So if, if, uh, if Jeremy Johns or Chris Stuckman... Uh, who are two of the mo you know the most famous YouTubers who do movie reviews? If it's between the two of them, uh, there's one of those two that I tend to agree with more, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe their style of reviewing just, just resonates better with me. I'll take their word for it, or uh, you know, I'll, I'll use that as like a gauge as to whether I might see it. But I'm not going to take that from somebody who works for like a major publication. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. like it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. So those people still exist. 
you learn something new every day. It says there'd be less pressure to uh, for big audiences, and then it says uh, super fan. Oh man, super fans! We're about to find out if such a digital future what is uh, what a what such a digital future might look like tonight at the 57th annual Academy of Country Music Awards, which will be seen live on Amazon Prime Video. So, I is that different? Does anybody know if like could I have watched that with my Prime account, or would I have had to have like a supplemental service? No, I think you could have watched it. Okay. Uh, making it the first major award show to be housed exclusively on a digital platform. It almost certainly won't be the last. In many ways, the ACM Awards are unlikely are an unlikely streaming pioneer. I think of that as like, I feel like the country music audience is older mm-hmm. and they're not going to to be like as hip to streaming service use for something like this yeah. as maybe... Before we did this, I should have looked it up, like what the viewership was for previous um, ACM awards. Down, uh, um, demographics or numbers? No, numbers. because Dumber- Numbers have been down every year since 2019. But like in comparison... It was like 6.6 point- like 6. 6 million last year. In 6. comparison 3. to other... Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, all across the board, we all agree these kinds of kudo casts are new favorite words. Yes. They're less popular, but did... Why did AMC ACM make the choice to be the first to go over? Mm-hmm. And is it because they feel like they ha- they do have a young audience that like does use streaming more than other platforms? Could I mean, have like, just been offered a, a really good deal from Amazon. Maybe. Like uh, I imagine, like Amazon is in the Amazon is kind of becoming what Disney was in the early two thousands, meaning that they're buying up, buying up, buying mm-hmm. up, buying up, and they they want to you know everyone's kind of playing catch up to Netflix. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think people realize, like, for every, every time we cover, like, actually, we don't cover it a lot here, mm-hmm. but, like, whenever, like, something bad happens to Netflix, they're like, the stock plummets. I'm like, this is a fantastic time to buy in because it will go back up mm-hmm. because you can't deny the success uh, of that streaming service. Do I think most of their original content is good? Not really. I could take or leave most of it. But the fact of the matter is, when you think of streaming, you don't think of these other services. You think of Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a That's brand recognition that's very hard to establish. Right. And as much as I like Amazon Prime, as a service as far as like some of their content the app is awful the the actual interface is awful mm-hmm. uh so they need to I, I would almost rather they focused on fixing that damn interface but i feel than, like they don't need to because so many people use it yeah oh plus it's like plus i get free shipping when i buy stuff for my house so yeah. uh it, like when when netflix launches like a food service that i can have where i get free food along with my netflix then we'll go that'd be funny so, well, before- free delivery on food <laughs> Well, before that, if you subscribe to them, you get weed. Also, they you remember when they started that whole campaign where you get a Netflix subscription of weed? I didn't realize that. I didn't know what. That. Yeah, they tried to do it, and it wasn't that successful. Wait, say that again. Weed? Yeah. Weed. Yes. Marijuana. The marijuana drugs. Yeah. It must have been limited, though, to where it was. It was limited, but, like, it was a thing for a little bit. I have no recollection of this. I don't either. Like, let's move on, because now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of, like, <laughs> Netflix weed. And, and oh, my God. Go- I can search it uh, um, up for you. And also, to answer your question earlier, Hannah Claire, it's called Canadian Music Awards Association. So they do have a CMOS. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says... Uh, but with many big linear TV events, the pandemic and the continuing expansion of streaming competition took a, took a toll. The last year, ACM's telecast fell to just 6 million viewers and turned in an even weaker demo performance because the magic demo is 18 to 49 and the country music audience is a lot more likely to be AARP. Uh, Why do you say that, though? Does that just how you, that that's your specific because opinion I'm or like you've that, seen that data? I'm just I'm I'm I that's my generalization. That, okay. I think okay. it's I think that's not an accurate generalization because there are so many 
there's such a okay. broad range of country music. Mm-hmm. People forget that. Like there is newer, more pop country music, and then there's like. But know, I just don't classics. imagine. I, I I know that the that the mod, you know your Sam Hunts your uh, your modern country artists are popular. I just don't know if that inspires people the people who like that to go watch the show. I guess that you know maybe not. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the people who consume the music don't change. I mean the same way that like movies yeah. might be popular with the the Zoomers, but the Zoomers aren't gonna watch a uh, uh, you know Screen Actors yeah. Guild Award. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at uh, so. Um, the, the, we're and we're getting a little bit off topic of what I actually wanted to talk about, which is the which is the great comeback uh, and the uh, the stupidness of cancel culture, which we'll come back to. But I found this article that says fans were not impressed with how the 2022 ACM awards were presented. Uh, over the past few years, the streaming wars have picked up. Uh, cable television has seen a major decline in award show ratings. In 2021, the Oscars saw a decline of nearly 60 percent. And the 2021 Grammys, well, they had the smallest audience on record with only 8.8 million people watching. Uh, but if we go down here, so it just talks about uh, how they went extreme, exclusively to streaming services uh, and it says with host Dolly Parton, 76, Gabby Bur- Bar- Barrett, I almost want to say Burnett, Gabby Barrett, 22, and Jimmy Allen, 36. This is where the demographics come into play because it mm-hmm. says uh, the 2022 ACM Awards aren't just switching to streaming. They're obviously working to hit a more diverse age range mm-hmm. uh, uh, in viewership with its host representing different demographics. Yet while the 2022 ACM Awards are the first award show to flip the genre on its head and air exclusively on streaming, uh, given the digital atmosphere, they likely will not be the last. But just because the 2022 ACMs uh, win for being the first award show on a streaming platform doesn't mean that the new platform won them the award for being a fan favorited by the social media pocket. So that's their interpretation of it, but we'll see what they say. It says, mm-hmm. fans are not happy with the streaming awards. It says, uh, the standard for award show streaming is the future. Fans don't particularly love the new atmosphere. In fact, the 2022 ACM Awards streaming exclusively on Amazon Prime, many fans felt the show was one giant Amazon commercial. Yeah, I bet. Uh, uh, though there were no real commercials during the show. Well, yeah, because Amazon's not going... I guess they could have advertised, but that, de- that defeats Ooh, the themselves? purpose... That defeats the purpose of having Prime if you're going to put ads on it. So... Uh, during the show, only Amazon content per vulture. Uh, I'm sure Amazon paid a lot of money for the ACM Awards telecast. You'd think they'd want to put together a better show, but whatever, one fan tweeted. ACM Awards on Amazon makes this extremely odd. This is pretty bad. So it feels like people were like, it felt like a product they were being served, as most things are. Mm-hmm. Um, other fans didn't mind the show being on Amazon in particular. Instead, they were more upset with the fact that the show went to streaming entirely, making it difficult to find and watch. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, didn't they not even... Golden Globes didn't even get streamed at all or get yeah, televised at all this, all this year? Like, this is... I don't think going to Amazon was a silver bullet that suddenly made award shows cool It'll take again. Time. It'll take time. Or it will never happen. Maybe uh, award shows are dying. No, I'm, or I'm saying for this format to take over. Like, I don't think that it's going to grow and become a, a popular thing again, but it's going to take time for people to get used to them being yeah. on stream. I think this, the, the challenge is that, like, it's not a question of, like, oh, we thought this would make it better or more appealing to you. It's that yep. this is more cost-effective yes. than than televising in a traditional way. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever it is that people think about these awards show, I do want to mention something about uh, Morgan Wallen, who made his... Re- this Because this was on TMZ this morning. This wasn't even going to be originally part of it. It says, Morgan Wallen returns to AC, uh, ACM Awards after ban. All smiles and hugs. 
Uh, basically, Morgan Wallen is back in the house uh, for a big country music award show, and he's getting a warm welcome as he returned from last year's band. So they banned him last yeah. year because, if you guys don't know, there was a, a video that got found of him like coming home to like his apartment or uh, like his uh, penthouse or something, and somebody from like a, the balcony across the street filmed him like uh, going inside with a friend, and they were clearly drunk. Uh, and he said the N-word, uh, and this was broadcast, and of course, rage uh, and outrage ensued. People were very upset about this. Yeah. He was... Um, they were particularly angry. One of the problems was he was, like, having some crazy meteoric rise, from what I know. Yes. He was he, extremely successful. Very... What's funny is I remember him from... The, I, I dated a girl who loved The Voice. Really? I remember him. I didn't know he was on The Voice. He was on The Voice, and he did not do country. He did... Um, what did he he he, like he did like regular yeah he, i think he did um uh I, I he he like shakira picked him or something but the point is like he did like a typical um typical song yeah uh it was like uh I, I don't remember who the artist i can't remember off the top of my head but it was not country music like when i found out that he was i was like the, the same guy That's so and funny. it was but yeah so he 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 it it felt like it slapped him down from his meteoric rise mm -hmm. uh and then he, he kind of makes a comeback or he started he, he does his album sales go through the roof mm -hmm. after that because it was like a response to the what people felt was the unfair well, uh, you know and i also wonder if it drew more attention to him like people who wouldn't have normally listened to country music were like wait who's this guy and yeah. then like if he's especially if maybe he's uh starting from a different more pop place he's yep. more appealing than people expect him to be and it says oh he also because there's a rapper named Lil Durk who's like he's not a racist he got him to come to his defense uh so that it's like he's building his reputation back up little by little and then he goes and he does this award show uh and he and it says right here uh, it says Morgan Wallen will, wins ACM award for album of the year mm -hmm. uh probably in thanks to the controversy I, I don't know how those metrics are judged but it says thanks everyone who has shown me grace now this is my problem with all of this the people uh, there was like I didn't even pull up the articles but there was an article from Yahoo that says like uh, Twitter explodes in anger at, at Morgan Wallen being welcomed mm -hmm. back to the awards. It says, uh, racist country fans rejoice. They just, they don't believe in redemption. They, they believe no. that once you've done something wrong, anything wrong, you are now sentenced to a life sentence of unhappiness, of, poor, uh, of being poor. You are to starve, suffer, and just die. Well... Some people are allowed to stay. Let's all remember our friend Justin Trudeau, the yes. Prime Minister of Canada, and that's all I'll say on this without He's getting He's got his political. pass. He gets his pass. Uh, certain people are allowed to. Certain people are not. It's completely... The, the judging is all subjective. Mm -hmm. And my problem with this is, like, I can't imagine a world with no redemption yeah. where any mistake is, your, is so bad uh, outside of killing someone uh, where you're just... Where you say the wrong thing. Was it stupid to say? Was it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but is this the do you want to live in a world where you're literally like doing what we do here? Mm -hmm. This is literally a a landmine mm -hmm. of every day I have to make sure that I don't slip up and say something that's going to piss off just the right person and yeah. and get you just removed from society. Yeah. Because... And we don't even have the added process uh, pressure of having people as far as we know like wait for us to return to our hotel rooms and film us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there is a level of like complexity. I'm not condoning his I'm not no, uh, we're, nobody... we're not speaking out in support of his speech, but mm -hmm. there is a level of like this like what I think is ultimately this this story keeps getting played out because people are mad that they did not cancel him that he was able to sort of like 
lay low and then come back because they want cancel culture to be a permanent death sentence yes Mm -hmm. and Uh, the fact is that he's selling records like he is successful and he doesn't actually need you know he doesn't need to address it more than he has right same thing happened with james gunn they fired him from marvel after uh it wasn't even like he said something in the moment they went back through and found really really um um bad tweets weird that stuff weird stuff from like a day de- from a time when that type of humor and being extremely uh i guess uh provocative that type of humor was in everyone was doing it back then so he got canceled for doing what everyone yeah on see, twitter was doing at that time i like we talk about james Gunn a lot because he's obviously involved in a lot of projects that you guys are interested in yeah mm-hmm. i actually have was sort of like I'm not opposed to him. I, who cares what I think? But like, I have always had pause to consume his content for those reasons. Yeah. But that's my choice, yeah. right? Like, I don't have to consume products made by someone whose behavior is maybe not yeah. in line with what I want. Same way that like, no one has to listen to Morgan Whalen if they don't want to. But on the other hand, you can't just sentence him to death and then be mad when he's able to make his life work anyways. There used to be a time when screwing up admitting you did wrong and then making a comeback was celebrated Mm -hmm. but now nobody wants to admit they're wrong because all that that doesn't because you're not going to be forgiven it's going to be used as weaponry it's going to be used as ammo against you for the rest of your life i don't you shouldn't apologize anymore not to twitter because they don't actually want an apology they want power over you well and as soon as you start apologizing it's not enough you need to do more it's net it's okay now you should donate to this cause you didn't donate enough. You, you didn't, didn't donate, donate consistently. Enough. Yeah. Consistently. You didn't apologize and take down the post. You didn't repeal the post. You didn't post an apology. You didn't make other people you know who have used similar language, you know, champion this it cause as well. Never. It never ends. There's no satis- there's no satisfaction for these people. Nope. So uh I just to me this is one of those things I find it fascinating because I everyone should be a little bit worried, especially like like what we do, you have to worry that mm-hmm. you're going to say something that's going to luckily it's like I, sometimes i'm like thank god we don't have like a, like a lot of people are like i want a million followers i'm like i don't know if i want a million people uh judging everything that i say and do so harshly yeah right like i intent matters uh your ability to show uh, like you said people showed him grace and he's thankful for it mm-hmm. like i just and i think the function of all of this is like people enjoy his music hopefully with this podcast people enjoy the commentary they know that our opinions on it are not law right mm-hmm. we you didn't even think about joe rogan the same thing like people revolted against him like they're like no we're not canceling joe rogan he no, said and stupid joe stuff. Rogan, some people love him listen to his stuff all the time and then he'll have a guest on and say oh i don't believe in this and people will be like i can't bl- oh my gosh like it's just part of having a discussion and we know that our opinions evolve over time with more information i think it's worth I think what we realize when we do this is like that it is worth doing anyways and we try and keep each other safe so to speak yeah. like mm-hmm. we try to make sure that like when i say something you make sure that my point comes across as yeah. clear because we know each other outside of this and i think like that's why people get mad at morgan whalen for having like rappers who know him say like no he's a good guy and we don't know that he had them say that whatever Likely like, that what, dude, where like yeah. oh they're trying to manipulate so he they're like apologizing for a white or whatever the yeah. like criticism is but like what if they really know him what if they really feel called to do that i i also think that this is like i love he he says right here it says i'd like to thank my good lord and savior jesus christ that's something that'll get him canceled in today's but that happens world all too. the time at the country music awards yeah. like the country music awards i'm not gonna say they're counter-cultural but they are not 
They yeah. they are different. They function differently than a lot of other award shows. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so curious to see how they perform. I also think that's one of the reasons that Amazon I looked for decided, numbers. There weren't any numbers yet. Okay, but my theory here is that Amazon was like, country music fans, even though all award shows are down, they're not fleeing this bo- governing body as much as other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we because move it, they will they try and find it. Whereas if you take something that's dying and make it too difficult to find by moving it to a platform we're not used to, people will be like, ah, that's a nail in the coffin. They still have, whether they're like, there's there's a great, I forget who the comedian was who did the skit about like c- country singers who pretend to be like, like they're living the roughneck life when they're li- really in like a penthouse in Nashville. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that's, they, but they know the product they're selling to the people. Mm-hmm. And they resonate those values with them, so they're still willing. Or there's to a st- bunch of them that have like songs that are like, "I remember before I was successful." Like, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you have, to, you have like, to shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I also think it's interesting that country music in America is capitaled outside of Hollywood, whereas mm-hmm. like basically everything else stays in LA. That's it. Yeah, it's it's Nash. I mean, it's Nashville. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it is its own. And industry. a lot of them live outside of Nashville, like not just like in the suburbs, but like have houses in Georgia or Alabama or like in the region, but they're outside. That is interesting. It's not the actors in Hollywood don't do that. But again, it is a form of entertainment in and of itself. Could you imagine if suddenly like the film industry, I mean, I guess you would say like fashion is capitaled in New York maybe. And so is Broadway. So a lot of theater in the country, but like if you really had some split in hollywood and streaming was capitaled in like atlanta let's say so like netflix was there and hulu was there but then like all feature productions with paramount and everything stayed in la like yeah. that would be fascinating what yep. what a division in culture that would have it's kind of like they we were talking about well, parallel industries it's uh it's still part of the music industry but it doesn't fit in necessarily spot on with the rest of the industry i mean well, it's not dependent on the rest of the not, music industry. it can survive on its own right so what if like I'm trying to think of another form of music, but I'm not very good at this. Uh, like, I, I imagine that because uh, BET does an award show, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I imagine like I think hip-hop, that's based out of it. Yeah. I think BET is headquartered at, in Atlanta. Atlanta, so yeah, exactly. So that's kind of its own parallel industry. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, they, they interface a lot with LA because a lot of you know there's there's more genre crossover there. Yeah. You could say there is genre crossover in country now, yeah, uh, for more sure. so than there ever was before. But uh, like, yeah, this, these are kind of like I've actually found like originally this started as like crapping on award shows because I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Now I find like uh, the discussions it brings towards the industry is kind of fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am not like completely, totally against award shows. I just don't think that we should rely on them as an indicator of public taste anymore because we as part of the public, I don't know that the critics are actually representational of my beliefs and views. Yeah, exactly. And I'm happy to have lots of perspectives on those kinds of things, but it's not a, an accurate barometer, I would say. Exactly. So, Miracle Country Music Awards? Yeah. No? I could live without them. I I, say, I don't see Miracle watching the... the no, the I used music. to watch them. You did? Yeah. Okay. I've Who's never you? watched them. Do you, do you have a country artist that you like? I really love Blake Shelton. Dolly Parton was really good. Is, then, uh, Dolly oh Parton is still alive. She, well, she hosted this she, year. She hosted. Yeah, she did. But still she, looking good for 76, Dolly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dolly Parton's the best. <laughs> and then um, I was really into, like, Georgia, uh, Florida line, and then Ratzel Flats, and then the Dixie Chicks. Now they changed their names to the Chicks. Yeah, you can't be the Dixie Chicks anymore. That's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also, I really like. Um, Tim McGraw songs okay. also. I grew up with my mom was a huge country, so uh, I my mom and my 
brother both had like Blackhawk, uh, the Judds. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, old school country was yeah. was playing at my house. Uh, I I could take it or leave it for mm-hmm. the most part. The the modern stuff is not really my thing. Yeah, but I, uh, I get it. Uh, yeah. it's just uh, but it's I I love it because uh, I've been pushed because of the world we live in now, mm-hmm. where I'm so like I love uh, I love that it's Americana. In, yeah. in a way so my respect or my my admiration or my uh the appeal for it to me is not necessarily in the music it's in the values that a lot of it represents right i uh i didn't really grow up listening to any pop culture music or doing anything like that because i don't know that's just the way it was mm-hmm. but um the crazy world we live in where we all end up well what i was gonna say is i personally am really interested in a lot of like folk toned music so there's like Mm -hmm. more folksy pop more folksy acoustic stuff and one of the best documentaries i've ever watched was about this family in west virginia that was one of the first families to record music and go on tour with it and their you know fall down the line their daughter june carter married Mm -hmm. johnny cash and that was exactly the type of country music that i loved and it was interesting to see the way that like even though we often see country music as like an other outside of the rest of the music yeah. industry, that's really interwoven and we forget how influenced a lot of early Americana culture is, yeah. both on blues and on, you know, more uh, country music mm-hmm. and, you know, just anything that's yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, and Brett forgot I grew up in Bakersfield that a lot of country... I don't know what that has to do with... Well, like, um, the influence... How of, dare like... you forget she grew up in Bakersfield? No, I'm saying, I don't know what no. Bakersfield has to do with country. I no, just... I don't um... Know. Johnny Cash came from there and okay. um um Bill Wright, he came from there too. Um mm-hmm. there's another famous country star from there. So a lot of famous country stars came from Bakersfield. Cool. There's mm-hmm. legit a song about um Bakersfield just in country. And I love that song. Okay, cool. Any famous uh, any famous singers come from where you're from? <laughs> where, where am I from? Where are you from? Uh, well, I grew up in Connecticut, so it's got to be famous. Uh, yeah, there's probably someone. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a like I mean more like uh. I like... mean Keith Urban is Australian. He got into country music. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. That's like the British Empire. I'm also British. Uh, <laughs> like there are country. Doesn't music have to be stars. country. I'm just saying uh, famous musicians from oh, musicians. From your... mm-hmm. Well, one of the big things about growing up in Connecticut is there's a lot of influence from Broadway. So a lot of like ah. um, famous singer songwriters will start off in like New Haven and move down the line okay. to Broadway. So yeah. we had a lot of influence that way. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people who are in New York retire out to Connecticut. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And also, I'm very offended. Brett didn't believe me that Netflix had their own strain of weed. They do. You said Amazon before. No, no I, she didn't. Said, she said Netflix. I said you, Netflix. I swear, with whole conversation we had. Well, I, I, I don't want anything to do with uh, Netflix marijuana. Thank you very much. Yeah, but look at it. One of them is. Is it red? No. So basically, there's Stupid, like. Stupid. Then nobody like, can see it, Miracle. It's okay. No, I'm showing Hannah okay, Claire. Okay. But basically, uh, there's a total of nine different flavors that you can get, and one of them. Is... Please tell me one's Netflix and chill. No, but one. I of... that's the whole line. No. No, but um, basically they did it because. Their whole campaign was, if we have more stoners on our subscription, more pro- like more of them are going to buy okay. our like um, subscriptions Look, if we sell weed also. I don't think that's a horrible marketing strategy. It that's... wasn't, but it was like a miss because like people are like... Well, it's meh. also like, can if I, you know, if I live in a state that where re- recreational marijuana is not legal, they can't send it to me, right? Or like, what exactly. are the rules there? Well, I think they were mainly targeting towards Californians. Wow, Netflix is obsessed with California. How surprising! Fig- figures. Yeah, right, uh, I got uh, th- this one. I'm excited about. And there's, it 
it's so hard to explain why this is so cool to me because this is there's no actual trailer a, attached to this but it's an article about a movie it's a mel gibson movie the the uncancelable mel gibson mm-hmm. um, the true phoenix of hollywood true yes uh so it says uh, Agent Game, uh, it's called, it's exclusive. Agent Game trailer teases an action-packed spy thriller, sp- spy thriller with Mel Gibson and Dermot Mulroney. I'm having trouble reading today. Well, the boys are certainly back in town. Saban Films. Saban. Sa- I know. Does that su- surprise you? Saban making I, a movie? Did I they... thought Saban was bought out by a different company. But didn't, did Saban do like the, the Power, Power Rangers, Rangers movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it says, um. They like action. Yes. It says, uh, has given Collider an exclusive look at the new movie Agent Game, which features an interesting collection of older action heroes. So we're getting like uh, taken with uh, Liam Neeson meets The Expendables. Uh, only for spies. The film stars, uh, it says, uh, so a bunch of older action heroes in a dangerous game of cat and mouse. The film stars Mel Gibson as senior intelligence officer recruiting young spies for a life of dirty work. Opposite Gibson is Dermot Mulroney. Uh, as a CIA interrogator who works behind the scenes and above the law in order to get information by any means necessary. I'm already getting so many glorious flashbacks to like the early 2000s. Like uh, the trailer plays a bit of humor, but not necessarily on purpose. And Gibson's character assembling a team of angry looking young agents by offering them a gig where they can use their unique skills to set uh, skill sets to serve the country. It looks like agent game is leaning into the concept of spy on spy violence. I like the term spy on spy violence Mm -hmm. Uh, as Gibson leads his team to take down Mulroney's character after choosing him as a scapegoat for an interrogation gone wrong uh, so it can bring down the entire operation. Our, and this is the quote from the... Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to point out when you said agents, I thought you said angry lo- looking... Um, Angry looking young Asians. And That's I was like, I what? He said too. But then I was like, no, no, agent. I'm wrong. Agent. <laughs> I was like, so. I can't believe they wrote that. I had to read it. Okay. Uh, so... All right, so this is a quote from it. It says, Our mission is to keep the wars small and sacrifices meaningful. Is the exact kind of statement you'd expect to hear from a Mel Gibson from Mel Gibson in a patriotism-driven action thriller. But uh, it's Barkad Abdi's uh, character of Omar, who appears to be an interrogation subject, makes a statement perhaps even more true to the nature of American military actions, saying, quote, Just because you're American doesn't mean your colleagues share the same values as you, or share the same goal as you you excuse me uh, it says uh, so i just love it it, ma- it makes me think of the 90s in the early 2000s uh and i was i kind of had a, a realization earlier i've been rewatching uh, not rewatching i've been watching a show called the last ship uh it's like a, it was from 2014 to 2018 and it's about a pandemic that spreads all over the world kills off almost no. all of the population uh and this ship uh is sent out to do research to find a cure uh, and, and they're working on it, and it's just, it's the most pro raw raw American military show ever. All the military guys uh, in, from, from, from America are all self-sacrificing, and, like, they're the heroes, and they go to various places to see varying levels of bad guy from different countries. There's evil Russians. There's, uh, there's like, a, um, a Colombian drug lord and, and, the, and the, the, who's, like, uh, like vaguely, like, he, not only did he take over this jungle, he's, like, raping the, the women and the children. It's just the most... And I, I realize what I love, like, because this is my weak spot, Okay. I know, like, I love stuff like this. I love the old NCISs. Mm-hmm. I love movies. The old NCISs are, are amazing. I love episodes. I love movies based on the American military. 
even though I know most of it is war propaganda and that it's nothing like that. I, it's not the military part that I love. It's camaraderie. It's the idea of, uh, the, uh, of true good and evil and battling good and evil. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the fantasy that if you're out there with a group of guys, uh, in a battle that they're going to come back for you no matter what. These are universal themes that just happen to be done really well in these types of movies. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's not accurate to what it's actually like to be in the American military. I know that nothing is quite that black and white because it's always portrayed as like horrors of war, but like, or like the fog of war. I'm like, but is it really? These guys are always portrayed as the good guys. These guys are always portrayed as the bad guys. And I admit, I love it. I love it. I, 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 I do not, uh, I make no excuses for the fact that it's clearly not realistic, but I love the themes. I think some things are overdramatic and some things are based on real things. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not done with 100% blonde. Like, there is some rosy glasses. Oh, you know, yeah. Ha- you know, I can get that. But I don't, I think that there are a lot, you know, from the military people I know, like, as much as there are things that they don't like about, the structure of the military or they might look at these movies and be like no way that's not it at all like there are a lot of really um meaningful values that the ideals pe- there well, yeah that's serving god in- and country mm-hmm. uh yeah protecting the constitution all these and, and the using- camaraderie i mean i remember when my that- brother was enlisting like choosing where to enlist uh one of the things that really appealed to him about the marine corps was the fact that like it was sort of this I'm using the word fraternity not in like the college party sense, but like this group of men who mm-hmm. had values that they were working towards. And yes. that like to this day, when people find out he's a Marine, like there is a connection there that, yes. you know, I see up close because of that, but I'm not mm-hmm. saying it doesn't exist for the other branches. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the things that like in a society that's very, can be very segmented. And, you know, often we see that we are at odds with people. Mm-hmm. These movies like, yeah, sure, maybe they're war propaganda, but they do have this this thing that we are all looking for which is like essentially like i'm gonna look out for you you're gonna look out for me and we're gonna like take down the bad things in the world and i think there's like uh, one thing that i think is the most foreign part to a lot of people which they don't realize is so enthralling is the idea that you're serving a purpose greater than yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think there are so many people in today's day and age who are searching for purpose and who yes. are searching for guidance and ethics and values and you know enlisting in the military or having these kinds of things like there is a, a structure and an understanding that's greater than you that comes with all of these things so and, and, and I, I think it's i mean i would totally right there with you like yeah yeah sure there are all kinds of cons moves like this but like yeah you like it i think it's probably I, good i can't and i make no apologies for it good. i i want like i when i'm watching them i know well it, it, uh, these things came out at a time where i was much less politically aware mm-hmm. where i was like yeah the, the, like and I still I love this country I do I'm literally wearing a hat that has like the American flag on it yeah, yeah. but I understand there's a difference between loving the country and loving the government and loving the military sure uh, this is not supposed to be about politics this is about the beauty of these types of stories mm-hmm. that get told and this is a little bit different because this is like CIA mm-hmm. that's always inherently more gray uh, in context but it just sounds so not current year yeah. that i'm very excited about it when does this come out uh it, i think it's at april 8th okay um uh and i, th- I don't think this will be a, a full release i think it's gonna be digital mm-hmm. uh it says theaters and digital i didn't see it on our 2022 movie list up there yeah. so uh i don't know if this is a it's got rice uh rice coro I, I i don't know if it's pronounced cairo but it's coro uh he's uh he was really good in the show called graceland and then it has right here it has katie cassidy and uh annie uh Elanze, who were both 
on the show Arrow together as characters that actually interacted a lot. So that's very interesting that they're going to be back. I don't know if they will share screen time in this uh, movie, but they're both fantastic actresses, so they, they could have an important role in there. So I'm excited to see this. It says, Agent Game is undoubtedly well-produced uh, with the action-packed trailer promising. I love how they, like, they're describing the trailer to you because they didn't actually put... It was, like, given to this website specifically, which is, I suspect, why um, there's no Mel Gibson bashing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I've noticed this like some sites do real well with like, you know, magically not having anything negative to say about him when other sites are very much there to to crap on him. Because yeah. like I said, there is no redemption to a lot of these people. They don't believe in forgiveness. They don't believe that you can change. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though Robert Downey Jr. Well, and they also don't accept anyone like, you know, I'm not here to defend Mel Gibson or yeah. like speak out. Nobody but I also, is. I also think that like, if you were like, no, those are my opinions and that's the way it is, like, they, there's no space for that. Like, nope. conform or die. Yep. Uh, it, what's funny is Robert Downey Jr., who had his own comeback story in Redemption Arc, uh, albeit for, like, personal problems, not something where he... Aff- it's so funny how, like, the only Redemption Arc you're allowed to have anymore is when you just ruin your own life. When you're a really bad person. For, when but you're, for yourself. For, but yeah, when, when, you, when you self-destruct internally, not when you say mean things about other people, mm-hmm. uh, where he said, like, this man has suffered enough. Forgive this guy. For God's sakes, what is a world without forgiveness? Uh, so I, I think a lot of it is that Mel Gibson is very uh, financially intersected into the Hollywood uh, atmosphere, into the Hollywood ecosystem. He has money in a lot of these companies, and I think that it's just they know when it's, beneficial to to leave the topic alone but i always find it fascinating uh when it comes up because it, it feels like i'm waiting like whenever well, and I'm are they i would say like objectively from a journalism standpoint are they writing about mel gibson or are they writing about they the usually movie? find a way to right, interject like, their opinion that stuff is not always yeah. relevant sometimes it is but yeah. like you know it's not necessary all the time mm-hmm. to give background on the actors especially if you're only giving background on one actor. Usually, well, if this is his movie that, his, that he's producing, usually somewhere in there they're going to say, Gibson, who came under fire in 2004 for so-and-so phobic comments, uh, has recently uh, been searching for redemption as he... They find a way to, like, f- make sure it ends up in yeah. the article, ruining the article, but the, we were just giving background. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They avoid that in here, so I, I will give them that. So, rah-rah uh, military stuff. I understand it's propaganda. I love it anyways. Miracle? War movies? Hoorah. Military stuff? Anything? Hoorah. Let's go. I think it's hoorah. It is. I just got it wrong. I, I don't yeah. think it's hoorah. I think hoorah is something else. Hoorah is the Marine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But no, like, I think it'd be interesting. Maybe we'll look for it. Is it... We oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm, uh, it says streaming. It didn't say which platform, but likely we have Watch it, it be on it'll Paramount Peacock. Or Paramount. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be on like one of the two we don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like, Tim, we need more months. Tim's not paying for any. I'm paying for all my own streaming services. I should be submitting, but I yeah. don't. I'm like, would I really not? Like, I'm not going to cancel. Because I, you know, I have to have my choices. Like every night you spend more time. Like, I need to find a study on this. Where men, <laughs> men. Why do they have to have so many choices when it comes to streaming stuff? I don't know. Why are men like just weird on international women's day is this really the conversation we want to have about you always brett the conversation that's, that's, always that's I'm, I'm trying to turn it around i'm saying like, shouldn't we be focusing on women's streaming services habits today women's streaming services habits what if it's just women's streaming services though women yeah. only streaming just, services. it's, it's well, called women's in the sur- it's just called oh women's in oh my god i thought netflix had something like that well no all of them like, amazon prime they all have like lady a thing. flicks <laughs> 
they all that have sounds like weird i don't like that it's called chick flicks oh get God. it right all the streaming services right now just like during black history black history month they have like elevate black voices and then they have like a, mm -hmm. a section where it's just movies from that culture they have that going on right now at least on amazon prime says like her stories like her story past, past. yeah hearts were mm -hmm. <laughs> uh i i looked it was nothing that i had ever seen before i think it's weirder to segment this kind of stuff i know like it's her story month so let's teach about ladies like yep. just mix it all together team yep mm -hmm. so uh i'm so so dermot mulroney's the bad guy mel gibson is the good guy how i'm ready for it count me in uh so keep an eye out for that like it says uh uh, was it April eighth? So that is, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Good. So I I know it's like that's one of those things where I'm like, is this really a topic? But I more wanted to talk about like the, you know what? I know these stories aren't real. Brett, if you want to talk about a movie you're excited about, I think that's cool, man. Mm -hmm. As you guys honor, can't stop me. In honor of International Women's Day, I you're, gave you permission to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so. Is that okay? I didn't consent to this, but we'll, we'll talk later at the conference. <laughs> I know. We just have They're the International Women's Day Zoom call together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, all of us are. Yeah. We have to be there. I don't. I didn't ask for this. It's uh, it's not your fault. It's, uh, you didn't even know it was International Women's no, Day. No, our contractor it, told me. It, it is what it <laughs> is. It was the best thing ever. All right. I Pod thought luck. it was strange oh. that YouTube changed their logo we just like, to women's head today. What is this? All yeah, right. I was like, why is there so many like ugly drawing of women? <laughs> No offense, I'm joking. She's not joking. Pablock. Pablock. Okay. Where's this theme song? Uh, I don't understand. How many times do I have to be on here and request a theme song before we get we one? We need to go talk to Carter after this. Okay. Like, knock down Carter's door. Go like, we this, need a Pablock song. Yeah. This just made me laugh. Ozzy, Oz, Oz, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, the taxes are too goddamn high. Here, we're, we're moving back to England. They're just like, I'm out of here. We got to go. Mm-hmm. Are it's, they taking their kids too? I, no, their kids are adults. They, I assume they're not they, I'm, I'm picturing them dragging adult kids behind them. What yeah. the hell? Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne are done with LA. In fact, they're bailing on the US. You could just, I mean, the taxes are going to be high anywhere, but just get out of LA, man. Just move to, I don't know, where should they move? Missouri. No, I'm fine with them going back to England. Okay. Ozzy and oh. Sharon, well, yeah, she's no longer on that show, The, the Talk view. or The View or whatever the hell show she was the on. View. The she Talk was is on that more. One? I she, thought her daughter was on that. No, so basically she was on The View, but then they kicked her off because she agreed with uh, Pierce Morgan because he said <laughs> right. Some, he said well, her something. daughter. Her daughter's on some show, right? She's on. I think she was on The View for a little bit, but basically the talk is like a Pierce Morgan was talking about who? Meghan Markle. Like he said something slightly racist. No, he probably said I she. Thought it was. Let's find out. Okay, I'll look it up. You okay, guys do okay. this. Basically, so, he criticized Meghan Markle. That doesn't make it racist. You can criticize no, no, people. No, they're allowed to criticize people. No, like um, he did say something about her race, and that's why okay, people. I'll look out. it up. You guys talk about how uh, they're leaving mm -hmm. the country. Okay, so it's a big move. They've li they've lived in their be in their Beverly Hills estate for a quarter of a century. Holy crap! Uh, so twenty five years. <laughs> that's a long time to to live in the same place. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, one of the things that comes up in a lot of these things when I'm searching is like celebrities selling various properties. So mm -hmm. I imagine that they don't live at one place for very long or no. they, they move between properties. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy told the mirror, I am taking my recording studio with me. He's literally packing it up and taking it with him. He's like, 
It says, I am going to build a barn there and make my own studio at Welders. I will, be, I will still be making music and my band will come over. The Osbournes and Beverly Hills have been synonymous. As you know, their hit show, The Osbournes, rooted in the mansion from 2002 to 2005. As for Sharon, well, lots of opportunities in England for sure. Looks like they're doing some consulting from a distance. There's a new flick in the work chronicling Ozzy and Sharon's relationship. Black Sabbath and some of Ozzy's solos will provide the soundtrack for the movie. That would actually be kind of cool if we got like an Ozzy and, and Sharon biopic pick kind of like pam and tommy well like come on hulu you you guys i want to make some comment like um there was a clip of kim kardashian saying i should make a documentary about my life and her mom is sitting behind her and goes like that's a great idea you should call it keeping up with the kardashians like i feel like they've been pretty well documented yeah yeah. it would need to be really fresh i did just find the piers morgan thing Mm -hmm. so he had called Meghan markle Princess Pinocchio mm-hmm. after she had said that oh, she, she had lied. felt suicidal because of the media's treatment and then also that the royal family or people people affiliated with the royal family had expressed concern that like her first uh, the skin tone of her yeah that child said slightly racist but he didn't say that he, he was... didn't that's what she said so mm-hmm. he didn't say anything racist yeah. but um I remember at that time Candace Owens who is also married to I, I think he's technically a member of the British aristocracy was she was like yeah, my family said the same thing, but it's not racist. Like, everyone wonders what your baby's going to look like. Yeah. So yeah. there is, like, some conversation well, about it. But, but like, he said, nothing so, he said was racist. He just mm-hmm. said that he, he didn't agree well, with her. Well, the reason why I said racist, because, like, um, basically he had an interview with somebody who was also British, but, like, a black descent. And, like, they were talking about her race and, like, the whole thing with the royal family. And he did turn it, like... They did turn it into a race thing, and he was like, well, she should have known, like, when you marry into the royal family, there's a set standard and rules that you have to follow. That's not racist. No, no, but they treated him like a racist because he's, like, a white man. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it's not. That doesn't doesn't make the things he said racist. There's there's language there. Yeah. You have to watch the language. Like Mm -hmm. I said, he he was basically deemed racist for questioning Mm -hmm. her at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing is, like, he attacked Meghan Merkel, and Mm -hmm. the people get very... Yeah. yeah, but then Sharon Osborne, what happened was she was on The View. Um, basically, they asked her, like, are you still going to support him? And she's like, yeah. Like, she tweeted. She's like, I've uh, known the dude for like 20 yeah, years. Yeah. And then gonna... March of 2021, she tweeted, uh, Piers Morgan, I'm here with you. I stand by you. People mm-hmm. forget you're paid for your opinion and that you're just speaking your truth. So, yeah. Okay, I got a problem with the your truth part, but the rest of it, I'm, I'm fine well, with Well, like, she's supporting him and then she got fired from it. And yep. then there was an article that um, TMZ wrote about. They asked her, are you going to be back on the the view if they hire you back and she's like no screw them yeah that's yeah, right that's here because they were talking mm-hmm. about the why was whoopi goldberg's suspension so minuscule and i got fired mm-hmm. uh it says uh sharon and ozzy were at the market last month in la when a photog asked whether whoopi goldberg's suspension which was less severe than sharon's would make her reconsider going back to the talk oh it's the, the talk. talk i was like it's not the view it's the talk right wait what's your you... daughter's on the view and yeah. that she's on the talk. Okay. So oh, wait. The talk is the more cattier one. Never mind. Well, it's all stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and she, her response was, I would never go back to that show because CD, CBS sucks big time D. Good for her. Yeah, like, I Speak love... your truth about CBS and their, and their D sucking. Well, like, <laughs> I like Sharon Osbourne because, like, even though, like, um, even though she, everybody sees her as, like, this rebel, she 
She's very crass, but she does it in a classy way that I really like about A manufactured her. rebel. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what like, we were talking about. Like, uh, um, I was watching these videos. Like, I was like, I used to think like rock stars in the 80s were like these. He's, I'm watching these music videos. Like, look at these rebel dudes. And it's like, mm -hmm. when you really think about it, it's like, it's a bunch of dudes who like their managers set a time. There was a call sheet. They had to be there at a specific time. Mm -hmm. There was a crafts table with food. They were, it was literally manufactured uh, counterculture yeah. at mm -hmm. the time. It was corporate counter, it was literally corporate enhanced, like corporate funded co counterculture mm -hmm. that they sold as like, I was like, has anybody in the last 20 years that's worn a Nirvana shirt not bought it from Target? I don't think, <laughs> I don't so. think so. Uh, so I did, I, I didn't pull up, pull up the article, but. Uh, Somebody just mentioned like Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley to me because he just signed like a two hundred million dollar contract. I told you they are like media darlings right now. We'll have to cover them in the well, future. Yeah, so Who are they? Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, mm -hmm. and Shailene Woodley is an actress. Yeah, right. She's yeah, she was in like Fault in Our Stars, I think. Yes, uh, think and they're married. Or she was and... on that TV show, um, Secret Life of the American Teenager. I realized that they he... just like are in the media a lot and I had mm -hmm. pitched like I had sent Brett an article being like look I don't know that either one of us follow either of these people's industries very intensely mm -hmm. but um they have kind of a are we talking about this on podcast? I just I just thought I'd bring it up okay just... so they had had like kind of a whirlwind mm -hmm. romance and like people were like oh my gosh do you know that they're together and they're like yeah we're engaged and then he got COVID and made a bunch of comments about like the vaccine and stuff mm -hmm. that wasn't popular oh. and like he took ivermectin and things like that no i know and who you're she talking was about. like mm -hmm. please stop please stop doing this and mm -hmm. then like later he kind of, they then then it appeared they broke up and then it, she he kind of went on an apology tour and was like yeah i didn't realize like the consequences my words were having on the people around me which is nothing which by the way to be an oblique reference well i wonder if it affected her because it's like well if your fiance is unvaccinated or whatever like what about mm. you and then they like mm -hmm. were at a wedding together recently so there's a chance and i so, i sent it to brett saying like this might be interesting to have a conversation about like ha can you have a relationship with someone whose mm -hmm. views on on not just you know COVID, on anything on anything are different from yours like mm -hmm. how do you reconcile you have things? to learn how now to... i know who you're talking about i didn't like her uh i didn't like how they chose her to play this uh, sorry, role for Fault in Our Stars. Are you saying this on International Women's Day that you don't like a woman that- I don't- Are you telling a woman on International Women's Day that her opinion is not good? <laughs> it's- like, Man! This stuff never ends. It's literally- it's like, you can. It's like, uh, identity politics and uh, the progressive stack is where like logic and happiness go to die. Like you could literally say that about anything and it's mm -hmm. and it's depressing. So uh, let's move on to our last one. Dua Lipa uh, loses again. Uh, nice. Again, Dua Lipa hit with second copyright lawsuit over, lo lo over levitating for the same song. Uh, songwriter claims the 2020 hit steals signature uh, melody from their 1979 disco song, Wiggle and Giggle All Night. Uh, it's my theme song. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brett um, is on a weird roll right I, now. I'm, hey, I'm just, uh, it's what it is. Uh, and the funny thing is, is, like, I had a second article, and of course, like, with all my prep, I don't have the second article pulled up. Where Basically, there was an article from uh, ABC News that says, like, a, a musicologist, which is apparently a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, like, very a, serious. And a music lawyer said that this is, this type of thing is very hard to prove. Yeah, it um, is. I'm also now wondering, so, Wiggle and Giggle came out it's a disco track from 1979. Mm. Does that mean the reggae band and its 2017 song sampled from that one? Yep. So they both so copied. Ultimately wins. So, so it says less than a week after Dua Lipa was hit with a copyright lawsuit over her levitating, 
over her levitating. A second lawsuit from a different set of songwriters was filed Friday that also accuses Lipa. It's so weird saying that last. Is it Lipa or Lipa? Lipa. Lipa. Yeah, Lipa. that's right. Okay. Uh, of stealing their song from her 2020 single. I just imagine her. She feels like the. She's like, why does this keep happening? Well, uh, that's what happened. Lawyers for songwriters L. Russell Brown and Sandy Linzer claim that in the lawsuit fr- filed Friday at the Manhattan Federal Court that levitating infringed on their 1979 disco song Wiggle and Giggle All Night, originally performed by Corey Day, as they as well as uh, Miguel Bose's 1980 Don Diablo. The latter track also infringed on the Wiggle and Giggle All Night. And was subsequently obtained via lawsuit by Brown and Linzer. So they have a history of winning. They've already established. Yes. Precedent has been set, my Mm -hmm. friends. Uh, It says the infringing works uh, have have compositional elements substantially similar to those of of the Brown and Linzer or BL in the lawsuit songs or of the songs. The lawsuit obtained by the Rolling Stone states most significantly the first and defining melody, the signature melody, they call it, is the uh, in the infringing works is a duplicate of the opening melody from the BL songs. The signature melody is repeated six times in levitating and three time in levitating da baby. I'm assuming that's a, a remix or something. Mm. Uh, as proof of the infringement, the lawsuit also cites a few examples of music journalists reviewing Levitating, where it compared it to Wiggle and Giggle oh, all night. Rough, rough well. times. <laughs> like, like, Lee was like, I never read my any of the reviews. No, I wish I had. She's like, I didn't even write this she's song. Like, yeah, she's like, like, imagine, like, this is what I, I would love to see, like, a, a skit where somebody's like, I write all my own music, but they're lying and they don't. And then something like this happens then and they, they have, have to, to admit. Like, testify in court. And yeah. They're like, well, I don't actually write it. I, I mean, just I, sort of look at it. I. I, I, I do, but like I, the I also process don't. process works where they write it and I listen to it and then I say if I like it or not because then ultimately I have... I'm the editor. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that skit. It says, uh, so the, it says, um, as proof of the infringement, the lawsuit also cites a few examples of the music journalist reviewing of, uh, reviews of levitating where it compared it to wiggle and giggle all night as well as a TikTok video with 363,000 views that pointed out the song's similarities. <laughs> She's just, I can literally feel her pockets are like feeling, she's like, I feel like I'm 20 pounds lighter. As also like TikTok, man. Of course TikTok caught it. Damn those kids. I am terrified and also fascinated by TikTok if no one's picked up on that. (laughs) Linzer was one of the songwriters behind the four seasons hit Working My Way Back to You, Can't Get Enough of You Baby, and Let's Hang On. God, song names were so wholesome back in the day. More creative, really. While Brown penned songs for artists like The Partridge Family, Tony Orlando, and the Dawn and Dawn in the Four Seasons, the new lawsuit uh, lawsuit also includes musical notations as evidence that levitating is similar to both Wiggle and Giggle and Don da- Don Diablo. They don't reference the 2017 song. Uh, it's also uh, apparent that all three iterations of the melody are substantially similar. The lawsuit states the notes move in the same direction with evenly matched intervals or steps and almost identical rhythms. The lawsuit also. Sounds more fleshed out yes, than the other way one more. Like they're like, well, these people got ace lawyers. Well, they're like, here's how we did it last time, yep. and again. The lawsuit also cites an interview with Dua Lipa where she admits she credited INXS on the future nostalgia song "Break My Heart" to avoid potential litigation. So she missed on this one. She's like, damn it, I should have, I should have like wiggle and giggle, man. Why didn't I credit them? Or no, what was the band's name? It was uh. Brown and Brown and Sandy Linzer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corey Day performed the song, so she should have credited Corey Day. 
Uh, it says, even before the lawsuit, individuals commented all over YouTube about the simula similarities between Levitating and other and original songs composed by our clients. We look forward to vindicating this in court uh, and for all the artists of today to properly pay homage to the greats that preceded them. And by pay homage, they mean pay money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, don't make money off of the back of someone else like yeah. that. Like... Oh, man. It says, earlier this week, the Florida reggae band Article Sound sued Dua Lipa over levitating, arguing the track ripped off their 2017 song, Live Your Life. But um, now they've withdrawn their lawsuit because they, they have mysteriously gone. Nickel. Yeah, they've mysteriously gone. But missing. wouldn't that be interesting if, like, it gets settled where, like, uh, the writers of Disco Song didn't sue the reggae band and Dua Lipa's team was like, well, we ripped off the reggae band and the reggae band the was reggae like, band. oh, well, we ripped off Wheel and Giggle. And so no one's like, all of it gets thrown out because everyone's accused the wrong person. We don't know who it is. It's like, 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 we could sue the article. But I guess the reggae band also sued Dua Lipa, so she would have to pay them. We could sue, like, they're like, we were going to sue the, the reggae band until we realized they don't really have any money. We thought about it. We thought it about seemed it. Like a waste of our time. Exactly. So I, I just thought that was like, if this was like a segment, it would be called Dua Lipa's No Good, Very Bad Week. Oh my gosh. Oh, mm -hmm. this one song too. Oh man. She's like, you do everything right. And then it just goes wrong. I mean, she's had a ton of other hits. It's just She'll kind be of fine. funny. I'm sure she'll be fine. I, I actually find this kind of court proceeding very interesting. And because I'm not uh, well-versed in music, I wasn't trained on any instrument, mm -hmm. but like there are ways it's difficult, but you can sort of match to see, you know, how much variation has been taking. It's, because I work in journalism, like concepts of like plagiarism, yeah. it's very similar yep. to this. Like, how close is your work to? You can copy like... it, just don't make it obvious. Well, mm -hmm. you can like, you can sample some songs. There are ways to use other music, or there's a way to be like, I was inspired by this this band sound, but I did not actually copy yeah. their whole chorus. You yep. know what I mean? It's a it's a weird gray area because it's art. So it's Wonder, uh, has Dua Lipa. She hasn't put out a statement about it yet. Uh, uh, no. it's it's just crying, <laughs> just the crying emoji, just, just tears in an empty in like her like checking her pockets, which are empty. I'm gonna check Instagram. I want to see if she put one out. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I just I I feel bad for her in a way. Like I like you know she's she's doing really well. I'm sure she'll be fine. I would also like she's to know launching a podcast. I think I told you that. Yes, I, I would also like to know how much of this is like covered. Like, is there like insurance from her uh, label that covers stuff? She's like this? still posting on Instagram. I mean, she must have a team or something. But I have yet to see anything about the litigation. There's like the 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 levitating fu remix where she. <laughs> yep. Or like, can she have Wiggle and Giggles band and song? Like, maybe she should just work with those songwriters, right? Feature them. Like, give them a job. Or like on her next album. Like, if you like their sound, maybe just work with them and pay them. Yeah. Not that this make that won't crazy sound a idea. Too, but like, yeah, I think about that all the time. Someone told me once that if you like find a song that you really really like, but you don't really like the artists, like the other songs on the album, you're supposed to look up whoever wrote and whoever produced the song. That makes sense. And go see what they're doing because the that's how the style carries. Miracle, what you been listening to lately, music-wise? Um, it depends on my mood, but okay. lately I went back to Black Bear and started <laughs> listening to his songs. You love Black Bear. Yeah, I you do. You love that guy. Mm -hmm. I love him. He's making, like, um, he's doing collaborations with all types of um, bands and different genres of music. Like, I just listened to his collaboration with Maroon 5 called Echo. Okay. Really good song. I I didn't realize he was doing that collaboration. Yeah. And then after that, he did the Avril Lavigne collaboration. Who? Oh, Levine. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like, who's Avril Lavigne? <laughs> Avril Lavigne sounds like a a name. Avril Lavigne, <coughs> like one one name, like Madonna. Yeah. 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 I just want him to bring back like uh Adam Lambert back. 
<laughs> you remember that guy? I, from I remember American? Adam Lambert. I, I used to get him mixed up with uh, the dude from Maroon Five. Uh, Adam Levine. Levine uh, but Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. Le- Lambert Levine. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Well, it's one, International Women's Day. All men I, look alike. I think I spaced out. Were you saying Avril Levine or yeah, Adam Avril. Levine? No, I said. But she Av- also mentioned. So she <laughs> mentioned Maroon Five, which has Adam Levine. She mentioned Avril Levine, and then Adam Lambert. This guy is like, I just want names in a certain zone. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But it's just funny because, like, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like for her, she's a really pretty woman, mm-hmm. and now she's getting sued twice. That's very sad. It's, it's very sad. It's fine. Yeah, it's horrible when pretty people get sued. <laughs> I know it's so horrible. I mean, that's really reserved for ugly people, right? No. Like, oh. uh, only well, ugly. I think that like, I'm just saying is... what you guys are saying. No, I think it's good that like artists, like these people, are defending what they created, yes. right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Miracle and I have talked on several occasions about times that companies rip off artists, not just musical, but also mm-hmm. like artists, like graphic designers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it, it can be very difficult mm-hmm. to. Like, first off, it's expensive to yeah, challenge people in court. Like on Sunday when we went to the mall, like Charlie pointed at this one Japanese store. It's called Mimi, um, Mimiso. And it's supposed to be like a competitor with Daiso. But I don't support that company because they basically took artwork from this one Instagram artist I really love. Um, her channel is called Maho Carp. And Carp is spelled with a K. And, like, basically she draws, like, these cutesy little characters. You can buy her pins. And, like, I think she has uh, a shark dog plush that's still on sale. It's the cutest thing ever. And, like, I want to support her stuff. But then I saw that basically they ripped off her artwork by changing a little bit by making the animal scan on So, So what feet. you're saying, Miracle, is that you voted with your wallet? I didn't. Yeah, I voted with my wallet. Yeah, but then I I was a hypocrite because I said, yeah, let's not go to Forever 21 because they steal from designers and I still went and bought clothes for cheap. Baby steps, baby (laughs) steps. You're learning. You're cultivating your way there. One one, uh, mistransaction, like one hold off at a time. Every time you say no, uh, you bolster your ability to say no to these companies. But there was a 70% off. Give me a break, man. I bought my man a new sweater. (laughs) <laughs> like Hannah Claire made fun of me. She was like, um, she asked Charlie, did Miracle just bring you along so she can just buy you clothes? And he's like, Yeah. That's really what it felt like. Like <laughs> we go into a store and she'd be like, Hannah Claire, you should wear this color. Also, come on, Charlie, we've got to find a shirt for you. And I was like, This is why not like own clothing. But she like would she was like not looking at anything for herself, which is like, you know, that's just mm-hmm. miracle is. Well, like, um, because he says he wants to change his um uh, clothing aesthetics and I still haven't looked at That's his such closet. a hard thing to just say you're gonna do and then do to be like, I am going to change this thing that comes very naturally well, to I me. I think he's doing it in a correct way, which is to yeah. like outsource his style to like like someone else's because you know, I don't we, well whatever. Anyways, like if someone has a different mm-hmm. style than you and you're like, fine, you buy all my clothes, like they're naturally gonna end up buying stuff that's more their style. Mm-hmm. So well um, respect it. Yeah, because he wants to um he usually wears like loungewear or like athletic wear. Loungewear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know he's how the casual kind of man. Yeah, he's very casual. And like he wanted to change his style to like street casual. And I was like, or business casual. I've had like um, guys I've dated occasionally be mm-hmm. like, what would you like pick out for me to wear here? And I always kind of get like excited about it because you mm-hmm. want to be something they like wearing, but you're also like, yeah, there's like a lot of variety and stuff. Like it's cool to have someone trust you like that. Mm-hmm. Well, also this man like overheats. So it's hard to choose like certain clothing for him because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't like long pants. They're too hot. And like he rips it off. And then like 
if you put a long sleeve on him on top like he's like no and he's like a little kid you remember that vine where like the mom was like time to put on your pants and she's like no pants party no mom put on your pants it's like the cutest thing ever because like she's trying to come uh convince like her little two-year-old to put on pants and this baby's like no that's funny it's kind of like charlie like he won't put on long sleeves or charlie miracle just compared you to a (laughs) two-year-old it's fine it's international women's day you're allowed to do that. it's okay thanks for letting us know brett (laughs) (laughs) it's okay apparently our secret language is just us meowing at each other okay well that that being said (laughs) it was a fantastic show today guys relationship it's just unusual <laughs> it's a weird relationship I, I draw the line at, at meowing conversation <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on uh, yeah like um also during that weekend he made me carry travel penguin he's like you should bring it to the mall and i'm like no brett's mad at you because he said we're gonna move on and then nope. you continue talking about no, your boyfriend no i th- i just he wanted you to bring it or you wanted to bring it he wanted me to bring okay, it he's like, wrong on this one you 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 had the right instinct don't bring the travel penguin you're an adult there is a travel <laughs> penguin like we haven't like but we're just gonna act like that's normal that, that, th- thank you <laughs> at home penguin and a travel penguin it's weird it's just weird it's <laughs> my travel penguin he travels up Talk and down to- the stairs and then he travels with us when we go for long trips oh god because i like sleeping on him what a time I, to be alive I, exactly <laughs> Some of these um, days are so surreal because I'm just like, it's just, I, I, whatever, whatever. There's a study that said that couples like will start baby talking to each other along developing Miracle this weird baby language. talks anyways. What I was going to say before you interrupted me. <laughs> God. On International in Women's Day. Some, yes. On today of all days. <laughs> but like this like travel penguin and like miracle Moses, like it's actually a sign that she and charlie know each other really well and so in that sense it's really nice even if it's not the way you know not what you and i would do i'm being very judgmental i admit that i'm being I, 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 maybe I, we're just like you know we're sad because we don't have that kind of relationship miracle, well, I, I apologize was, for being judgmental about your baby talk that's true i was about to buy him a care bear sweater too you remember the one we saw at forever oh 21? for you for you brett not for her man for you because to match the pillow that you refuse to put on your bed because Sarah bought that money for you, hard working money for you for Christmas and you didn't want you it. You didn't actually just make a, a real sentence. <laughs> say, we gotta let you go on that one. We're calling it quits on today, guys. Uh, Hannah Claire, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. And you can find me on timcast.com to click on the read tab. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. It's always a ball. It is always fun. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do the prayer hands. No. Happy yes. Women's Day. Miracle, tell everyone where they can find you on social media for International Women's Day. You can't find me anywhere because social media rots your brain. Blade. <laughs> What's blade? Brain. I can't even talk. Like- My talking today is what I imagine it feels like to talk like you all the time. Uh, Yeah. We'll, we'll be yeah. better tomorrow. We'll, 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 we'll be better tomorrow. We're just tired. We're good. Let's All right. go. All right, guys, if you want to follow me on social media, you can rot your brain with me on Instagram, at Brett Dasovic. For the show, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to it, like the videos, leave comments on all the videos, whether you agree with our takes, uh, whether you hate our takes, all that stuff, the engagement, we love it. We Who gives appreciate you your it. favorite takes? Exactly. Uh, uh, we'll keep going <coughs> for ourselves. Uh, after you've left the comments, please go into the description box. It's got the link to the Spotify playlist that has the full podcast 
podcast. That is really, in my opinion, the best way to listen to the show start to finish. Uh, it's better than the segments. Please go there, but we're not just on Spotify. If you don't like Spotify, you can find us on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Pandora. And then on social media, follow us on Twitter at popculture underscore show. And then make Dane very happy for when he comes back next week by following us on Facebook and on TikTok. <coughs> at Pop Culture Crisis, and we will be back with another episode tomorrow on a day that isn't International Women's Day. We will see you then, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.